Welcome to the Let It Bleed Podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. <laughs> every time I hear that, like, cracking noise when he says magic yeah. motherfuckers, I want to, like, just, like grind my neck back and forth and then i do it and i was like oh it feels good every week as we do these <laughs> intros i like i'm like oh shit i really should like edit that down and like you know make it a little cleaner like take out the background music and like fix a little cracking sound and then i forget by the time we finish the intro and then i remember as soon as i hit record on the next one so one of these days it'll sound pretty clean yeah you know clean is the word of the week for me because i feel like that's what i am becoming now well, like, yeah, I, I mean, not clean in in any sense, like clean, clean, like, I mean, let's still party and, and do that kind of stuff. But I'm saying like in terms of doing that deep cleaning that you need to get done, that you hold off mm-hmm. all the time for everything, like everything that you're supposed to be doing, but it just accumulates and you have it there and you're like, one day I'm going to get to that. Those days that you finally get all of those things done. For me, it's like a few days. Like I'm in, I'm almost oh, done with yeah. it. It's but never, like, it's like it's, it's years of shit back. I clean my car, like deep do, clean my car. And oh, everybody man. that's seen my car knows I don't clean my car. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I've seen your car. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You know, like it's just easier most of the time to leave shit in there whenever you do all these events and whatnot. And then you just don't even know what the fuck's in there. It's like it's crazy. But I finally cleaned everything. And now my room, I was like doing the surface clean that I usually do, but. I decided to keep going fucking deeper and went in and grabbed every, like, as I was telling you before, like I have like six wine keys, uh, you know, 12 rulers. Uh, I've got like, you know, 20 different, you know, screwdrivers for whatever reason. I don't like, have how, anything. How would I get all this shit? Why yeah, do I have They just this? accumulate in your drawers that you like, you know, have around there and I'm trying to clean up my space and, I got to say, though, I feel so much better. It's the greatest feeling, isn't it? I patched my tire that I've been riding around with a nail in for the last three weeks. (laughs) So Basic stuff to get you back to normal. Basic shit. It feels nice when everything is just kind of clean and laid out. And hey, speaking of clean... Because I think there's so many things that we could, you know, be aiming to be clean. It is spring, you know, spring yeah. cleaning. It's a time for that. And so if you're looking for a cleaner vaping experience, <laughs> like what I did there? I like what you did there. Then this is the episode for you. That's right, you guys. We have our dear friend Ryan Douglas is back on the show with us this week. And he is here to talk about his, uh, his new project that we didn't get to talk about last time. It's a whole business that he has launched. And I've actually been with him every step of the way, helping him out with... Uh, you know, so many aspects of the of the the marketing, the branding, things like that. Yeah, it looks and, great. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean he came to me. Um, you know, uh, he had like uh, there's a hard deadline from the FDA when you had to submit your labels right. for your vape company. Yeah, and so he came to me like less than two weeks before that deadline. He's like, "Hey, man, um, do you think you can help me out with some like labels for my bottles?" <laughs> sure. And then he explained to me everything that like had to get done before that day, and I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? You're, <laughs> you're just thinking about this now? Oh shit! And yeah. so we fucking just went to work, man. I'm talking. We put right. in like 30 hours in three days. Yeah. Or yeah, no, it was like 24 hours in two days, I think. 
to like actually get things like all done and situated. And then, you know, we just kept grinding those out and we've been working together ever since. Cause as you know, as I was helping him out with this, I started learning more about, you know, the company and I was seeing how much, you know, passion he had for it and how much devotion he had towards like, you know, towards the ethos of it and how, you know, big of an impact something like this can have on somebody. And I was just, I was so sold on it. So I've been with him. Well, uh, yeah, in so many since, ways, man. this is your project as well. You know, it's part of your thing because you've been devoting your time. I mean, it's his vision, but like you're, it's just as much part of every, your baby that, you know, that you're, that you're creating all this stuff with him from the beginning. Cause that's a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, it, that's went from, like, it went from labels, the website, the whole marketing plan. And now yeah. I do, you know, I do his marketing. I do most of it. And it's taken work. off. Yeah. It is fucking taken off. I've got to say, you know, that's one of the things that we talked about um, with him and, you know, we've I've talked about it before with Mackenzie about how they just have taken off you know like out of all of our friends that are kind of doing we're all like you know just playing around with a lot of ideas that are going to come together no doubt but it's like from the but, time yeah. that he kind of realized like I want to do this to the next thing you know to you it know, being done to like, it being it's, done it's been a it's been a beautiful thing I've, I have I feel so much ownership in this too you know just yeah. for you know for being with him for so many steps of this way so you know every time I see you know all those numbers going up it does make me really happy. That's and it so I've been, I've been dying to get him back in here so we could chat about this. And that's what we got for everybody this week. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get into that with him right now. Um, uh, well, yeah. And before we do, uh, he dropped a little surprise at the end, but I'm going to kind of spoil it here. <laughs> um, he actually did drop a promo code for everybody because we do, you know, we would love for everybody to try it. And so, you know, he's dropped it down to pretty much cost. And so if you guys, uh, you know, do happen to go to EssenceVapor.com, you're shopping around. If you guys punch in uh, Let It Bleed 25, uh, that is going to get you 25% off of your, uh, of your order. And, you know, he just, we just want to, he wanted to give something out to people so people can kind of get it and people can get just as, you know, sold on the idea as I am. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 pumped. I'm excited for everybody to listen to this one. Sweet. Yeah, you guys get to, you know, break your stigmas about certain things here and there and be educated on, you know, what the difference is and how it's, you know, can't we can't say legally that it's safe for you. It's been it's been quite the challenge <laughs> yeah, because But we like, can say that it's probably something that you, you want to check out. Well, you know? yeah. I mean the FDA like there there have been so many moves, especially lately, you know, to really just like really stomp down on this industry and you know in in a lot of ways rightfully so because there right. was a lot of stuff that was going on that was not good and so i my hope is that eventually everybody does kind of follow suit on what he's doing because mm -hmm. this is i mean the most ethical way that i know of that it can get done sure but yeah. you know we'll we'll leave that up right now for Ryan. What else we got going on, Phil? Well, I believe this weekend we have a little event called uh, Art in the Park. We do. We have uh, Art in the Park this Sunday at Peak Park in Buena Park. It's the six month anniversary. Teamed up with RGL, the Regal Collective, uh, and we are going to be doing some pretty kick ass things. I don't want to give too much away, but you know you're just going to come like any other time. Enjoy a uh, you know nice day in the park with a lot of other people. But you'll have other cool things like mannequins to paint on, and uh, you so know. many exciting new things that we're kind of doing to add value to this, and we want to grow right. every time. And so that's why uh, we wanted to jump in on this team up, throw some more ideas out there, and hopefully uh, make this build into the best one yet. So please come down, bring everybody, anybody. We're family friendly. It's a real good time. You'll want to keep coming back. I promise you. Uh, aside from that, anything else? 
Uh, well, aside from that, make sure that you guys uh, follow the show on however you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe so that you're getting us to your phone every Thursday. And make sure you're following us on social media as well to keep up with all the happenings. Uh, and that is at LittleBleedCast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Myself, you can find me on Instagram at NobodyCaresPhil. And you can flip that at Phil, Nobody Cares on Twitter. Yep. And Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs is my personal Instagram. Or you can go ahead and follow me and like the art of myself and my friends um, at Psychedelic Lions Den. Psychedelic underscore Lions underscore Den. That's the one. Sorry. Anyways, I've had enough talking. Let's go ahead and get into this with uh, Ryan here. Fire away. started already uh, yeah oh shit <laughs> okay uh good day now you've done this before long day but I still uh, right i know second <laughs> time here thanks for having me back guys yeah um, absolutely man man shit has just been crazy lately so much has happened in the last six months um new business that i'm, I'm anxious to tell you guys about that is absolutely right yeah. yeah um just found out my wife and i are pregnant kenzie hey so, yeah. super stoked on that if we had an audience they'd be applauding i'm gonna insert the uh applause track right? i always think it's funny when people <laughs> say my wife it. and i are pregnant because that means she's pregnant and then you hey i'm pregnant too motherfucker. <laughs> no, i mean you do I have to go through all of the stuff with her as a good husband you're going to go through all the aches and the pains and the you know the hormonal changes. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna feel the effects of all of that as well Absolutely. in every way. <laughs> and I'm not gonna get myself in any trouble, but there are a lot of things that, <laughs> already. Oh my gosh! Oh my yeah. gosh! And for those Cravings. of you at home, Ryan is absolutely glowing right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You We're so happy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta say real quick before this feels very unusually good. Um, this I'm ha- I have a coffee and a beer and I'm going back and forth double fisting. That's not an Irish coffee. This is no, something new. This is a regular coffee and I haven't had. <laughs> I've only had coffee twice in the past like few months because Jimmy bought one last week and this and I bought one, this one today because it was coming here and I wanted to wake up a bit. But both times I burned my tongue to the point where I can't really taste anything. So oh my gosh! That's probably why it doesn't taste as funky as it should. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of. Well, you can save some money and drink cheap coffee in the meantime then, right? Well, you know, I just, you know. Cheap coffee and good beer the other way around, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, this one thing keeps me up, the other one gets me relaxed. It's kind of... There you go. The yin and the yang. The yin and the the duality, the polarity, (laughs) which is, you know, just what I've been going through and listening to all those teachings and coming up with that story and everything. See, it's all all tied together, man. It's all tied together, man. Absolutely. But yeah. Just like coffee and Heineken. (laughs) It's all tied together. (laughs) Your metaphor game is on point today. Bro. Honestly, that's a good <laughs> ad for both of these guys. Maybe I'll, I'll create a flyer for them. Sponsorship, you know. man. There you go. We need some cross promotion going. I think that Phil's still in. still trying to reel in hurricanes for the sponsorship, but dude, um, you're killing those hurricanes, aren't you? Oh yeah, I saw that case. We're probably floating the like, company. Yeah, I don't. It's great. You guys' guts have to be like just rotting right now. <laughs> you don't drink the, the hurricane. I had it a couple times, but every time I've had them, I've like gotten extremely more fucked up than I do when I drink a lot of vodka it's a different kind of buzz like yeah. you know i can sit there you see me do it like i'll just have a bottle of vodka just drinking that like it's water all night and right. you know i'll get drunk but i don't like feel as fucked up as i do after having like one and a half of those things 
Like I'll be I'll be for sure swerving and have to like fall asleep on his couch down there and then wake up with <laughs> like a, a gnarly hangover. That story was yeah. brought to you by Hurricane. That story was brought it's to you by Andrew Bush. Yeah. Plug for yeah. sure. But anyways, so yeah, man, you uh, last time we were on, it was both you and Ken's, and you were talking about um, you know we were talking about a lot about Puff the Magic Hats and got a little bit into what you were really into at the time, which was environmental studies. And, you know, since then, you've definitely taken a little bit of that concept, it seems, and then, you know, geared it towards something else that you become increasingly passionate about. And I would say that that is, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to introduce that or or absolutely go for it. So what are you doing now? So I started this company uh, September of last year. And uh, basically, we're producing organic e-liquids. September 2017. 17. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when we actually, you know, filed the paperwork for the LLC. It's been, you know, kind of a, a buildup since then. We just got our second delivery of product. Um, and shit's kicking off, dude. Phil's been helping me out with graphic design and uh, web design, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's been quite the um, adventure. But you it's know. been so quick, though. Like, you know, in, in terms of, like, startups for people, you know, with ideas in the group, it usually takes a lot longer than that. And yeah. still, most of us don't have an LLC or, you know, a thing, a, a website and product actually you know <laughs> it's just like ideas and designs well, <laughs> that's kind of yeah it. Well, well i can attest firsthand that this dude has worked his ass off to just get going yeah man because it is it's been a road man it is a sure. hell of a road like because yeah. we're starting basically right after the fda kind of really started to crack down on all of these you know uh, vape manufacturers and stuff like that so you're seeing uh, shops and all these fly-by-night ones, people just making you know juice in the their trailers like it's meth or some shit. Right. Yeah. They're they're all kind of shut down, and now it's a very rigorous process to get through to the FDA, and you know just to abide by all their stuff. It's so, a wild frontier, you know, like you know tapping into these things. It's like people getting into anything that you know we're constantly having to keep up with and for them to regulate and for them to decide what's, you know, what's healthy and what's not healthy because in the business, this probably is the most difficult part I would say of the business for you is competing against the people who are, you know, they don't care about what's good or bad or what's unhealthy for you. And they, you know, it is, it is about turning, you know, a fucking profit, you know, it's, it's making a profit off of, off of tobacco sure. and stuff. We we need regulation in the industry because like Phil said, there's these fly by night companies that are, you know, popping up. They're just trying to make a cheap product and, and a you know a quick profit. Um so we've really taken a lot of time to develop the best product that we can. Uh we're using, you know, all organic vegetable glycerin. Um we're using organic flavor extracts that are all certified organic. And then we source the nicotine um, that's actually produced from organically grown U.S. tobacco, and they use a, a supercritical CO2 extraction process, um, which you know eliminates all the toxic kind of byproducts and, and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. we really took a lot of time to, to source the best ingredients we could, and uh, I think it shows in our product for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, especially with everybody, you know, all these concerns rising about it now. You know, the FDA is really cracking down and every other story is they're they're trying to say, like, you know, vaping is, you know, is dangerous. And this is the way everybody should be doing it. You know, like making sure the process is clean, making sure it's it's regulated, it's sufficient. And that's um, I mean, that's really taken taken to the next logical step of like what it should be. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, yep. you have you even have some juices that don't have nicotine, right? We do, yeah. we yeah. do. So we produce. There's four uh, nick levels in each flavor. Right now, we we currently have eight flavors, um, and so we do a zero milligram. We do a three, a six, and a twelve. Uh huh. Um, so typically, people you know that have just quit smoking or trying to quit smoking, they'll use like a six or a twelve. Um, people you know that still kind of want that nicotine buzz that have already quit, um, they might use a three. And then, you know, people that don't need the nicotine at all, they've got zero available to them. So, well, yeah. and so that I think, you know, would you say that how much of an influence, because I know it has to be, of, of why you even got into this in the first place was the fact that you wanted to quit cigarettes. I, I want to quit you, smoking. Yeah. 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 And I've been smoke free for, gosh, about that six months now. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah. that's a, you know, a person who's true. A hundred percent backing their own product because you know Absolutely. to give up cigarettes. I know it was hard for you. Absolutely. You tried for a little bit at a time here and there, and you couldn't really do it. You know, and it's like I it's mean, a hard habit yeah, to kick, man. That's you know, I mean, that's I mean, one of the things I'm I'm super fortunate of all the things that I get addicted to. You know, because I can get easily addicted to just about anything. I've luckily never really tried or gotten into cigarettes for some reason. Yeah. I, and I mean, because it would have been. You know, I'm already broke. You know, <laughs> going and spending like it's how expensive. much? How much? Yeah. Is even it more these days so now. For yeah. I don't even know what's a pack of cigarettes. I want to say they're bucks. like between like seven and ten bucks, depending on kind of where you are. So yeah. now with yeah. that though, would you say obviously? Because I, I mean, I, I don't know because I don't smoke and I don't vape and I don't you know understand the world of it. Would you say that people that vape are saving a lot of money in comparison to people who smoke cigarettes? I wouldn't say they are, no, especially if you're buying a good product. Uh Um, And I probably, you know, if you looked at how many packs, well, not packs a day, but how many packs I would smoke in like a week, Mm -hmm. and then you compared the liquid, it's probably pretty comparable. Okay. Um, but it's a much, I can't say safer because of that lovely FDA. Yeah. You, yeah. You uh, you legally cannot say (laughs) it's safer now, even though it is unequivocally yes there's a lot of studies that have said that we as a manufacturer can't state that it's a safer alternative but i feel so much better i mean you know smoking i would have a cough i always seem to have a lot of head congestion sore throat right consistently so you don't get any of that i have none of that okay so you know what the the proof is kind of in the pudding there you go well i mean you know all these studies came out and like that that were that were comparing you know the detriments of vaping to smoking cigarettes and the the i mean they were off by miles and miles there was the margin between like you know the level of danger in between the two Mm. and and i think that level has gone up as we've had more time to study vaping and stuff like that and that's closed the gap a little bit but as far as i can like from what I've seen, somebody who's not, you know, but speaking on behalf of them, that is, it's, yeah. it's well, I, I mean, I cigarettes, they say when you burn a cigarette, there's 4,000 chemicals that are produced. Yeah. You know, and not, you not only what's in the cigarette, but yeah, when yeah. it's combusted, these are byproducts. Yeah. I, I mean, I vape uh, weed pens, you know, every okay. now and then I've, yeah. I've had my fair share of them, um, gone through them. I just, like anything else, it's hard for me to really... Yeah. keep things and like take care of I my don't... shit so they break or whatever but like you know there is it was a difference you know it was like you're right the whole like congestion um part of it you know like the fact that you're not inhaling uh you know combustible uh smoke and and chemicals from especially with with weed nowadays like and i still smoke it you know but all of the stuff that's in it you know sure. from if you're not growing it or you know buying it homegrown from or organic weed from people that you know you know you, there's probably 
it's just like buying groceries um, that, you know, are from yeah. like Ralph's that Absolutely. aren't organic and stuff. You're just like. So I don't smoke weed anymore, but being a weed smoker yourself, do you notice a difference between smoking and vaporizing? Yeah, uh, mainly with the high more than anything, because that's somebody that that's something that, you know, someone like myself would focus on more. It's like, right. how, how is this high for me? And I think that, you know, the, the, the factor of the smell, which I'm sure this definitely is, is, a, is obviously a huge positive side for people that vape with tobacco, too, because, you know, you're not going to get the lingering smell you're going to get fruity smells and stuff but you're not going to get that lingering like oh god that guy just went out for a smoke like smell right. that's going to stay on you and you're not going to have that bad <laughs> breath or whatnot like it's the same thing with with weed like you can take a pen to work and kind of just like do it real quick and nobody's the wiser and you're you know it's a cleaner high i will say i would say that it's it's not as long it, i i don't know i it depends because yeah. I've, I've felt it in different ways, but um, it's it goes away without me like coming down like with weed. And my problem is that I'll smoke it. And once I start smoking it, I want to get here, you know. Right. And I'll just keep smoking and smoking and smoking, taking the fattest rips. And then I'll just like end up coming down and wanting to go to sleep later. You know, okay. it's like I want to get here now. And then I could ride it out for a certain amount of time with the weed pens. I could be at work and do it and then be high or be, you know, feel it's more good elevated. It. But high well, you know, you feel good, but you don't really it's it's more gradual, I think. I, I don't know. And it varies hmm. from person to person. I think it's very convenient to have. That's interesting. In a lot of situations to have the pen. Um, and yeah, I think that it, would, it doesn't make me as tired. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that depends on the strain, too. You know, there's True. all sorts Indigo of different ones. It's not necessarily like the, the process that, that gets it there. Yeah. I think there, there's, I mean, there's definitely that convenience factor, which is why I love it. Or having it portable, you know, being able to go somewhere, right. you know, take a couple of hits before you go into the movies and things like that. That's always right. nice. And now, you know, since I started working uh, with Ryan here, like I was not somebody who vaped and I didn't like, I didn't really get it, you know. Cause I used to smoke hookahs and stuff like that, and I smoked cigarettes. But See, I never I, got that. I, I don't like, you know, never a hookah guy. I, I, no, my friends all were, and they would hang out there all the time, you know. And like, I kind of got it, and it was cool. But like, when and I, I didn't even smoke a lot at the time in high school when everybody was doing that. But when I, you know, was start when I started smoking weed, and then there was hookah. I was like, why would anybody go and pay all of this money to do hookah when oh, you could just that buy was a gram? Cool but man. it's a, in high it's school, a social the hookah thing. bars. Yeah. Well, I know smoking oh. weed with my homies was social too. We'd go around <laughs> to the house with the bong and do it and just make sure that we, you know, that back in the day it was so much more of a thing. Like it was like you had, a, when I first started smoking, it was like, shit, I'm okay, we're going to his house. We're going to stay there all day. We're going to be smoking, watching movies and stuff because it's like I couldn't. It was still in that stage where, like, I couldn't really, like, fucking function. You know, I couldn't, yeah. like, go out and, and function in society the yeah. way that, like, we all do now. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was, yeah, like, taking mushrooms. If you're not, if you're not trying to get high, though, you know, and you've got you got hookah bars. That was an option for a lot of people. Like, that was the perfect thing to kind of go do between 18 and 21. And it becomes, like, a culture that's around it. It's Did not you ever get high from You couldn't though. drink yet. Oh, yeah. No. You can definitely, like, get a little buzz off of it. But that's not really the point. It's more of a social thing. Right. I know. I, I mean, I get... I understand that it's a social thing. I just never understood it myself because I'm like sitting down was not my thing either. I yeah. never liked chilling in a place. Like when I was younger, before I could go to bars, I was like, why would anybody want to go to a bar? Like, right. why? like you could just sit down. It's like, let's go do something. You know, it's like, that's the kind of fucking person I was. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. when I was, uh, when I was about 18, 19, something like that, 
uh, we started going to this place and I ended up, uh, you know, running it with some, with some buddies of mine. And, um, you know, we were at that hookah bar. We pretty much lived there for like a year and a half. So you're just <laughs> like my was... friends that like lived at the hookah bar. Yeah, no, literally. Like like I would, couches, I would right? sleep there. Just then we'd get back, up and yeah. we'd like clean up yeah. from the night before. Then we'd set everything <laughs> back up. And then the same people would come back the next night, you know, and we'd be running coals and watching movies. I'd like DJ. And, you were like, a hookah bum. It's a similar thing to vaping. Shit. You had all the flavors. I remember that. Yeah. Now they, yeah, kind of bringing this up. It was like a cool thing because you'd order it up and then they would like come out and like do this like little fire thing from what the place that I was at at least, you know, because there's different ones. There's like the indoor ones and then there was like the ones that we, I'd go to, I forget what it was called, but in Garden Grove and it was like outdoors and they would like do this like little it's kind of sink that narrows it down right? to like 49 yeah. places yeah right yeah. seriously yeah. well the craziest one i ever went to was in denver colorado when i was like right out of high school i went on a road trip went out to denver with uh, to visit my family and they took us to this one where like they were just like it was lit like a fucking club dude <laughs> like they like got up and started dancing and shit and like they would like play, they were playing the same like five songs over and over again some top 40 like club shit and everybody, everybody was, it was so happy for them. And it was just like a different world. Yeah. That's I, kind of, that's kind of wow. what I know hookah bars to be. Like there's always like just music bumping. People are dancing and shit like that. Then you go back, you kick but it like, with your do friends. Do they do like a Where were these dance? fucking hookah yeah. bars okay. Cause that's, no. cause that's what happened. And I was like, what? Like, it wasn't like people like dancing like a club. It was like, everybody got up and sang along to the songs. And like, they were like, are you talking stay- about like the, the, it the, kind of seemed like a Bollywood movie. Except they were all American people and it was like hip hop and it was, but it was like people it looked like it was staged oh see we had like it was oh, it was like the hookah bar that we used to do it, it was owned by uh you know uh, and, uh he was a guy from lebanon okay and there was uh he had a partner over there and so there was you know there was like those those influences there as well he's fucking i i love that guy more than anything he was like a mentor to me for like getting actually into art direction and graphic design and all that stuff oh cool um but uh so there was there's like a lot of that around too and so we would just go from like God, I wish I could remember the name of the song, but like, you know, we all knew the the, the dances because like, what you know, him and it? his friends would come in. <laughs> it was like 2009. Okay. And wow. so we would all I go and we'd like, that. we'd know those dances and then we'd like go into the Cupid shuffle after that. And then like, we'd all just like be making shit up. Like there was like Seriously. rituals and fun shit like that that we would do like all the time. And it was the same like 200 people that would like come in and out like week to week, you know. And so it's just a good hang for like. This is blowing my, my mind the because the hookah bars that I went to were never like that. No, oh man! No, it was like well, you, you were South County, down. huh? I guess it's not. I, well, Huntington it. Beach. We used to go Main Street. There was a hookah bar. I don't know. If it's oh, there. that shit was whack, dude. You yeah. remember that one? No, the one, the one that we were at was. Um, you guys know where Harbor House is, right? Yeah. Off of, so right across the street from there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. like a little. See, there. I would just go straight to Harbor House and just stay there and eat all night. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Fuck we'd, the we'd run across the street to Harbor House, <laughs> or we'd text one of the servers to like our order to like bring it over to us and shit like that. And yeah. we get food at like four in the morning as we're like playing, you know, Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo sixty four on like a projector against the wall. Right. Love know, it. it would Love just it. we'd go all night, man. There was just an argument too that we had, and this is just to get way more off into tangents, but like I saw this thing uh, that somebody posted about the video games and Goldeneye and whatnot, and everybody throws up Smash Brothers, and like I was like, I'm like the one person that never got into Smash Brothers. I think that was like right after my time of like when I was in video games because you know I don't play video games that often well Smash Bros. is still a huge huge thing it still is right yeah yeah, yeah. and but for me it was just it wasn't the ideal fighting game like I liked Tekken 3 
and like games that were more uh, like even Mortal Kombat and stuff where like mm-hmm. Smash Brothers was just too like jerky like like Street what the fuck? super fast playing yeah. super fast fast just get four people in it too right that was you know that was kind of the interesting thing and since then like all the mechanics have evolved and so it's pretty it's pretty robust and like right. very intense it's got all these tournaments going on all over the place give me Mario Kart by the way Dude. by the way oh, you were supposed to go. have a fucking guys night where we all go over there and play the Switch <laughs> let's do it man so Let's I could do dominate it. in I've old got, school Super I've Nintendo. I'm just telling you right now, there's no chance you're going to dominate Dude, me. Dude, bro, this is something that just talk. doesn't go away. This doesn't go away, bro. This is something that... <laughs> you guys realize that... we could settle this right now, I say, as I point to my Switch with Mario Kart in it. Well, we need... Oh. But we need <laughs> this is the new version, though. This is a yeah. little different. I'm talking OG The Mario Super Nintendo Kart. Mario right. Kart, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That, the, so the they battle, re-released the, the system. It's like... You know, a lot smaller now, but they re-release it, and you can play oh, all okay. the same. Oh, okay. I games. thought you just said it came out on the Switch. Oh, I thought it was. I like, didn't know what you got. I don't keep oh, up that's with like the, a Super This Nintendo is a re-release classic. of the Super Nintendo. Okay, Nintendo's got a billion different things coming out. So what uh, you got was the re-release of Nintendo or right. Super Nintendo. So it's like this big, okay, you know, like six by six, uh-huh. and it's preloaded with all the games that you'd ever want to play. Right, all all your favorites as a kid. They're yeah. All there. So yeah. Dude, we'll do it. I saw, yeah, I saw I my uh, buddy Eddie. He like posted something that he just found. He had like a Super Nintendo laying around with like three of the best games. He had Mortal Kombat, the Ninja Turtles game, and fucking Mario Kart. And I was like, what? Like, how have you not been playing that this whole fucking time? But anyways, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have that back at your house. We need so to do that. You you got into it, you know, starting up the company. And how did you come up with the name? I like the name. I think it's really fucking dope. You can go ahead and introduce it. Um, but yeah, Essence Vapor. Essence Vapor, and it's actually kind of a funny story the way that started. My mom has always been a huge uh, influence on me. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's she an blew amazing my human mind being. talking to her at your wedding, by the way. I won't talk too much about what she does, but she's basically an image consultant, and uh, she's got this incredible technology that she developed, and it has always been a huge influence in my life. Um, and her business is called The Luminescence. Okay. That's what she named it, you know, 30, 40 years ago when she started this. Um, so, you know, Essence Vapor came up with that influence. Mm-hmm. And also because, you know, we're, we're, we've created an organic line that basically takes, um, you know, nature's essence and distills it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, organic flavors and, you know, the most simple ingredients and it's you know nature's essence distilled so the, the fit was perfect uh-huh. decided to use that name and uh i can thank mom for the influence on i that. yeah that, i mean i think it's great because you know i'm a i'm kind of like snooty when it comes to you know names for, when people come up with names sometimes you're just like oh like yeah that's just not gonna yeah. go you know and you know very particular about that sort of thing and it's simple but it is straight to the point and it does represent everything that I, you know, get from you about the company, about what yeah. you're going for. Um, and when I do think about it, you know, I, I love when you post your stuff and I see, you know, I, I get the total tropical like vibe because yeah. you, I mean, you're, you're well, from Hawaii, you Hawaii, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I spent a few years and we talked about this on the last podcast. Check it out right but... away behind you though. I mean, if that is not oh, like shit. a clear, in, that's like one of those little winks. And by the way, you need to let me borrow that GoPro so I could get those turtle videos, those that's sea right. turtle videos that's from Hawaii right. still. <laughs> but go I on. still owe you those. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally lost my train of thought. Right well, we, you know, that was our, that was a little, that's the graphic that I put up on the screen <laughs> intentionally as a segue for you to start talking about the Hawaiian influence Hawaii. of, okay. uh, yeah. you know, into. So, you know, growing up in uh, Kauai which is uh, the Garden Isle in, in Hawaii. Um, 
super, you know, just hippy dippy culture there. I was a young kid, like eight, nine years old, spent about four or five years there. And uh, we grew up on a, a farm. My mom was able to rent this house when we moved over there that was on a farm. And uh, they grew like macadamia nuts and ginger and, and all these different things. And from that moment on, I just really felt a strong connection to the natural world. How could you, you not? Know? That place is honestly paradise. It's incredible. The, <laughs> the feeling when you get over there is just overwhelming. You just yeah. feel a connection to the earth. Well, and, it was overwhelming yeah. for me in a different way. Remember how I was kind of like freaking out? I think yeah. I've never, I'd never been to a place that was like, that had that much humidity. And so when I like got down <laughs> on the ground and it was also probably because of drinking all those, those whiskeys on the plane, but you know, came, coming down, it got off and like, there was just a certain like. I started kind of freaking out. Like I, th- I was like out of breath, and I was like, "What is going on?" Like I can't. I was just freaking out. Like I, I thought I was gonna like have a heart attack or a panic attack or something. It, it was That's so. Right. It was like that. going yeah. into a different realm. That you know, the atmosphere was absolutely different, and it was because it was heavy. quite clean. It was heavy. Yeah, it's very intense. But as soon sure. as we got to a beach and I touched the water, it was just like washed away and yeah. it was just like whoa this is fucking paradise like this you look out and it's, it's just you know you hear and you see all these stories and this was the first time i'd gone you know i never yeah. i never gone to hawaii you can like you know to us over here like laguna is like the top of the line beach <laughs> you know you're gonna get and, and so, even in hawaii like if you go to like i think it's oahu you know it's kind of a lot more like laguna than it is Kauai. you know okay, Kauai yeah. is something that's truly you know unique right. it's a very authentic hawaii experience yeah. if you're gonna go to an island i, I think Kauai is the one to go I, to i'm sure. so grateful that we that is where we went because you know the fact that it, it's it's not like a city there's not a city in the whole place like there's like towns you know but they're not right. like it's not like a city there's no right. there's no skyscrapers over there you know it's like well the whole island it's sixty thousand people right so and i mean you compare that yeah. to like la where you've got you know millions of people in, in one area yeah. yeah it's a huge difference um but that was just you know always such a huge influence to me and you know Mackenzie and i were very careful about the products we consume we're label readers, you know, we buy all organic products when we can. I mean, from food to our shampoos, you know, we mm-hmm. really try to do that. You guys have been very conscious and about it's, that. Yeah, and it's a multifaceted, you know, thing. It's not just because we want to be careful about the products that we consume, um, but it also has to do with the environmental impacts, you know, because when they're producing products that have chemicals in them, there's environmental degradation, you know, that, that goes along with that. Um, you know, there's problems with water pollution, air pollution, you know, all these different things. So um, creating an organic product and, you know, sourcing ingredients that are produced naturally, um, you know, we're also helping to reduce that environmental footprint. Well, I, I saw something important. that you posted or you commented on somebody else's um, Facebook post about something recently, you know, in, in response to them, you know, being frustrated with something in the current political state. And your, what you said was protest with your dollars which is something that most people just don't do you know like it's so true it's like don't buy shit that's, right you know it's i'm so glad and i'm guilty of it up, you yeah. know like I, yeah. I kind of buy you know anything and everything you know especially it's convenient and yeah. and yeah because it's you know it is hard but you know it doesn't mean that we don't need those constant reminders those right. because that is a way that you can be absolutely effective absolutely. you know by by promoting good products especially yeah. By like really like focusing and, and making like buying cool products a thing. Like 
you know, I mean, we all have... One thing I've noticed since we started working on this is I've really gotten a way, you know, a a very, you know, detailed look at the landscape of what, uh, you know, a lot of vape companies and, and like the industry offers in general. And there's really not a lot. There's hardly any focus on, you know, on the environment and on the impact of your body, you know. I mean, I... I get why it's like, oh, okay, all this cheap shit, you know, they just slap a pair of tits on it and that sells. Um, right. But, you know, um, that's why I'm so proud to, to work with, you know, what you're doing here because I've seen you put in all that work to make sure that it's, you know, as clean as it can be. Yeah. And, you know, also it's, it's backed by a legit, uh, you know, environmentalist mindset that's just been instilled in you since a child, man. I appreciate that, Phil. It's been a long road for sure. Even though it's only been, you know, six months since we got started, it has been very difficult. Um, Price point is one of those issues because organic ingredients cost, you know, more, of course. Yeah. Um, And you've got all these people that are producing liquids for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Um, So that's a challenge. It's it's difficult to break into a market like that. Not to mention that, you know, vaping is considered a tobacco product now and so all of your traditional um advertising channels are you know cut off from you you know you literally can't you know buy commercials or you can't promote on facebook you can't do google ads you can't do that i'm so out of the loop with that because i really didn't even notice that until somebody brought it up to me recently they they oh yeah they don't have like they don't have commercials or billboards up for for smoking and stuff anymore, you know. No, you can't. Right. You you it's it's illegal now. So launching a new uh you know a new product has that a new affected brand, has yeah. that even affected it in any way though? Affected what the, Our... the the industry the the tobacco industry like I mean I'm sure it has. Well, I'm and sure the tobacco industry probably... is the biggest lobbyist for getting vaping to lump be lumped well, in there because too, you know yeah. vaping is taking away their their customer base. You know, right? People are reason- it's realizing a huge that. Threat. Tobacco Absolutely. is such a huge thing, and if you've got this other option, that's way you know. Yeah, having clear. having you know rules against traditional tobacco like cigarettes, you know, advertising. I, I understand that for sure. Um, you know, public health and and whatnot. But when you have a very viable tobacco cessation method like vaping, you know, this is helping millions of people quit smoking. And it's saving lives. There, there's no question about that. Um, and you you hinder that. You impede that industry. That's frustrating. You know, that's very frustrating. Because you have the ability to save lives and you're you're hindering the growth of, of this industry that's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something that's been a challenge. I mean, it's just sure. like the opioid industry, you know, lobbying against medical marijuana. It's like, oh, there's a, a way safer, healthy alternative, but we've put all this into, right. you know, we've made such a profit off death and, you know, we're, we're spending, uh, you guys are spending all of your health on, on our, you know, short-term profits. Like that's their business model. So of course they're going to fight tooth and nail against that shit. And yeah. it's so sad because you got to wonder, you know, if those people that are in the medical you know, in the fields and, and, you know, the pharmaceutical fields of, you, you always hear obviously like it being so tight knit or like, you know, this conspiracy or not even a conspiracy, but it's, it's apparent what's going on, but how much of that is part of like their daily agenda or do they really just not care or think 
about it, you know, as far as what they're what they're doing, what they're putting out there. Is, is it because it's just already been in place and they're just doing that? And at one point in time, they thought, well, this is the fastest way to get people to be pain free if they're, you know, hurting. Or is it there's really right. people sitting at this fucking big round table and thinking, OK, we're going to keep them fucking doped up and we're going to keep them drugged up and taking all their money. Either way, it's still fucking freaky and scary to think about that because it's like, yeah, this is it, it's become very apparent now that. You know, they don't want something else. Well, I think I think it's an yeah. opportunist thing. There are so many elements at play that, that factor into this giant clusterfuck that we're calling healthcare in this country. And part of it is that, you know, it's big pharma, which is something separate from doctors and hospitals. You know, it's people who make the drugs. They're the ones who are lobbying Congress and keeping, uh, you know, because I don't know if you guys know this, but advertising, you know, pharmaceuticals is illegal in pretty much every other first world country. Like, you know, Canada and But know, they also England go to the hospitals don't and the have, doctors. Don't isn't that the thing that I'm talking about where they they go and like they have reps that like yeah, you no, know that's, pay off like obviously yeah, I think doctors. That's, that's the other thing that's really, you know, right. kind of fucked up is that they can literally they can, you know, give kickbacks to doctors or they have big old it's retreats disgusting. and they have no spending limit. And so, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, come on, we'll give you like a you know, steak and lobster dinner with like, you know, seven hundred dollar champagne uh out in, you know, yeah. Out on this like this foreign vacation that will take care of you, just so we can talk to you a little bit more about our product and stuff like that. Like it's a whole racket, you know. And they get Absolutely. these kickbacks, and and it's and it's crazy to me. And and the way the system is set up too is that like if you don't try everything, you open yourself up to a lawsuit if you're a doctor, right? You know. And so they have no. They're actually. De, like disincentivized from not prescribing as much shit as they can right. to people, you know, and they're, they're getting better about it. Like things are going, you know, kind of in a more positive direction as people are, as you know, the mains, everybody is starting to understand really, you know, how detrimental all these things are, but right. it's still, you know, well, it's also, I would think, I would imagine it's a money thing though. Right. Because to actually go for a doctor that to, to remain like, to, for a doctor to really, really care and go about it in a, I guess you could say, a holistic way or a more, you know, healthy way to, to kind of go the long route to heal, heal these people or to take care of these people, you know, to kind of cure the disease rather than treat the symptom, um, it would cost a lot more money. And they're just kind of like, well, fuck, I got, I got to see this patient after this and this patient after this and this patient after this. It's like kind of just, okay, easier to just say, okay, hey, go and fucking take this and right. get out of here. You know, like, yeah. leave me alone. And Fix the cause that. of the problem, not yeah. just treat the symptoms. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's, because, I think that goes yeah. across, like, with so many other things other than just, like, you know, medicine and, and, and health, you know, but... Well, because healthcare is so expensive know. in this country, too, uh, people don't go for preventative doctor visits. They don't go for checkups and things like that. People only go when they are critical. And when all of these, you know, all this funding for, you know, medical care uh, gets slashed and, you know, people are getting burnt out and it's just, it's fucking, because these hospitals are all for profit, you know, right? and they're all trying to make a buck. And so they're bringing in completely inexperienced, um, you know, new grads and, you know, forcing out old ones and and just overloading people. So doctors only get like five minutes to spend with the patient a day. It incentivize moving a bunch of patients through. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. it's a business yeah. that the hospital administrators are kind of doing, and they take this kind of McDonald's mentality where it's like, okay, no, let's make it all really uncomfortable and shitty, and just trying to get as many people in here 
as possible. Well, not just that. Yeah. I mean, the advancements in, you know, the medical field or the health, the health world is like so rapid that, you know, things we're discovering new things all the time. And so for these doctors who go to work every single day, who already did all the schooling and all of that stuff, then, you know, for them to stay up to date as they should to stay current with new discoveries or new things that are working, I I mean, it's, it's hard to decipher as to whether they're ignoring it and giving out you know the drugs that like i said just treat the symptom instead of curing the disease well, you have, or to, if it's you have a, to recertify every like two or three years or something like that right you have so, to like go and man. take more classes even, and take more but even the to, like, whole repass your like doctor license but even the whole the whole the thing as a whole though because um it's still even for the people that are giving them the tests like okay well how are they staying up to date with all of this stuff that you know i'm learning like for instance i'll give a personal example Every time I've gone to the doctor in the past few years, and you've heard me complain over a lot, probably even on this show, about stomach, my stomach feeling yeah. like shit, you know, like gut problems and everything else like that. And I go in there thinking, you know, I, I think that it could be all of these things. And every single time that I would go, they would just, you know, listen and say, oh, well, yeah, you have a gastritis, blah, blah, blah. Here, take, you know, take Omeprazole, you know, take mm. take this. And, and, and so... You know, you do it and then it goes away for a little bit, but then you even know that that's not really taking care of the bigger issue. You kind of know. And so what you do is you study. And what I did is I would go in every day to work and I just happened to get these emails on like health. And so I kind of narrowed it down on my own by watching all of these stupid presentations, which a lot of them are, you know, designed to try to sell you a new product, a new probiotic supplement or something (laughs) like that. But I mean, what you do is you eventually narrow it down from all of the things that all of these doctors and all of these studies, what they have in common with each other, and you start to find the differences and you, you narrow it down to what might work and you try these different things. And so I had basically had to help myself way more than what those doctors could help me with, you know? And here I am. Yeah, I got my health insurance, but I'm never, you know, taking advantage of it because like you said, even just to go, I still have to pay a copay. For them to literally tell me, here, just go take this. To rack it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when it's like, really, do I, why am I paying all this money when I I just switched up to doing, just changing my lifestyle? Like, you know, it should be so much more easy for them to say, well, yeah, let's give you this, this thing on how to take care of yourself. Right. And, and, and you would hope it's shifting that direction for sure. Right? Well, I but think it's... it is. I think as people are starting to understand, like, okay, as an American, you have to take health care into your own hands. You can't rely on the system to take care of you because it's yeah, been yeah. shown time and time again that it's not going to. That's it's just important. Yeah. Not going to be there. Either, that... you know, if you have anything, you, you're going to lose it because it costs an insane amount of money just to fucking go get a checkup. Right. And, yeah, it's just it's fucked up. Well, we're the only country very with frustrating. Like, well, that's important. Uh, well, I wouldn't say we're the only country. Some countries don't have any sort of healthcare whatsoever. I mean, but, we spend the most money per capita on healthcare in this right. country, and we're ranked mm-hmm. almost last in the developing nation as far as the quality of of healthcare. Of life it's and, really yeah. good if you have a lot of money already and you want the absolute best surgeons in the world and stuff like that. Uh, but for everybody else. It's a really fucked up system. Right. And it's, Just, and it's kind of been like this since the end of World War II. Like, it's not like it's always been like this. You know, things shifted during that time period. And, you know, they put, uh, you know, they started in, like, that's when they started instituting, like, health insurance. And health insurance started going through work programs and things like that. And when those two things got embedded with each other, that's when, uh, you know, they started having these, like, 
heightened costs because they knew it would be offset by insurance. But that differential kept growing and growing, and now it's insane. And now you need insurance because I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, man. <laughs> this the, correspondence, it's crazy though. Like, a a no. like an IV does not cost like two hundred dollars to produce, but that's how much they're going to charge you for it. And it costs like a dollar to produce. So it's not like... That's a markup right there. Yeah. Everything's Jesus. like a fucking 6,000% markup. And they do it that way because they, you know, they assume that insurance is going to cover pretty much all of it. And then you get pretty much the actual cost actually on your bill once right. those deductions are, are taken into consideration. But the industry got greedy. And I mean, who, who could have imagined that? And it's just been widening and widening ever since there. And we're, we've reached this critical mass where so many people can't really do anything about it. And yeah. copays are just getting more and more out of control. It's a shame. And it's a shame that we can't count on our elected officials to do more about things like that. You know, Or undo like the first actual you know, step towards the right thing. Well, this is That's why... That's come though, up in 30 years. This is why, though, it is all the more important to promote as much as we can taking it into your own hands and right. doing exactly what I said that I did and not to say that I don't have a long ways to go but I did change a lot you know mm. through just caring and giving a fuck about yeah. it rather than just waiting around and thinking like well I'll go and then you know there's like if they tell me that I'm good then I'll just be like good until the next time I feel like shit and go in there and hope that they tell me that I'm good you know all the while kind of hoping that they tell me something's bad so that I'm not just thinking I'm crazy for feeling this sort of way, you know? Sure. And then you, then you, when you go in and you take it into your own hands, it will, I mean, there is a cure to cancer, man. There's all, there are, there's cues to all of it. It's, it's taking care of yourself from the beginning. You know, yeah. it, it really is just not consuming all of the things that we've, that we've consumed our whole lives blindly, you know? And, and it's hard Absolutely. to say because people, it was, you know, it was unprecedented, you know, they didn't, back in the day have all of these preservatives or make you know things on a mass scale like in factories like that you know it was all everything was home cooked and farmed and raised and people you know once fast food came into the picture and you know also just farmers using pesticides and, and i mean it took a long time and it was so gradual over time that people just kind of didn't even realize it they couldn't imagine that like oh it's all the you know the shit that you're eating and right. then still to this day people know and they don't care enough because why they're fucking addicted to it they're right. hooked on it you know they need their sugar they need their fucking uh processed food they need that instant gratification of sure you know filling your stomach as soon as you get hungry well you know, a lot of it has to do with cost too you know we, and that's americans huge, yeah. and i mean across the world we've all you know been very spoiled we can get things so cheaply everything costs you know close to nothing cheaply because we're quickly, yeah yeah because we're chemically producing things we're using you know um you know cheap ingredients and uh and, and we're paying less for those things. But that kind of ties back around to the voting, you know, with your dollars thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the ability to say, especially, you know, with, you know, our elected officials not doing things for us that we yeah. might wish. Um, we can, you know, make change with the money that we spend. We can spend the money and, and spend maybe a few more bucks on a higher quality good. Something that's maybe more natural and you know improve our health and and help inflict that that policy change and that's with everything so, else even outside of the health industry too that's with you know yeah. every clothing and you know merchandise of any kind you know if you buy from local freaking people who care and who put their heart and soul into something instead of some cheap 
piece of plastic that somebody worked, you know, two pennies for, right. for an hour for, you know, uh, over across overseas somewhere then. And, but you know, we're all guilty of it. It's not, this isn't like to seem holier than thou and say like, Oh, if you're doing this, you're a terrible person. Right. Just, you know, well, we definitely are because everything is so entrenched. And I think mm-hmm. that is the biggest issue, you know, that's, that's preventing any like real significant change from happening quickly is that these industries, you know, sugar, even, even big farming, not big pharma, big farming, you know, like Monsanto and those guys. I mean, they, oh, don't me started on they own guys. the patents to like all of our vegetables. <laughs> so we're only getting one. Like it's, it is insane. The level of stuff yeah. that they've kind of been allowed yeah, to do. Please. Uh, yes, please. Um, and, and that kind of, you know, goes with a lot of other industries as well. You can kind of use that same thing in that they've been established and they've shut the door for competition. You know, yeah. it's, it's in their best interest because the corporate model about constant growth and always having, um, you know, being able to show, exponentially you know building profits has kind of caused me to go all right well i guess the next way that we do this because we've exasperated all of like the you know uh uh wholesome models yeah okay that wasn't the right word but you get what i'm saying is to start screwing over the little guy it boggles my mind absolutely boggles my mind as to how like we ever let it you know how it's ever been justified to allow some company to patent a seed To patent a seed and to say you have to use this seed. Well, two reasons: corporate influence, lobbying, and money. Was that was that Nixon or was that like the Reagan era? Well, what are you talking about specifically? Like when when that was like allowed to happen. You know, because we've got we've got antitrust laws in this country that are not enforced one fucking bit. We have six media companies that make everything. Laws not enforced. Yeah, and we have one like farming company <laughs> that surprise. makes everything. Well, I yeah. wish they wouldn't enforce the cell phone ticket laws because I got one fucking today. Oh, anyway. oh yeah, no, that's how they make no. revenue. That's, yeah, that's let's, the let's, other side of that. Yeah, shit. let's make money off you for the, the, the man who doesn't have any money. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, yeah. Monsanto has been a huge conglomerate. A chemical company is how they got started. Um, they weren't in agriculture when they they first started out. That. They created Agent Orange. Um, back in, I think it was the 50s or the early 60s they developed that. Yeah, that would have been early 60s is when we deployed it in... So maybe Vietnam. it was in the 50s they developed it, but in the 60s we deployed it in Vietnam and just yeah. destroyed fucking... Destroyed people, the environment there, you know, We destroyed everything, everything like forever. Yeah. It just salted the earth. And then they said, oh, hey, we can kill, you know, tons of people with our chemical. Why don't we get into agriculture and produce food, right? Yep. Yeah. So... And so Nixon was like, okay, and... Here we are, the very predictable result of all these fucking bad decisions of these greedy We need a pooty tang. Shit. We need a pooty tang to come over here and fight against Lecter Corp. Oh man. We do need a pooty tang. Pooty tang needs to come and just whip his belt on all these motherfucking Monsanto dudes because he what a touch. We do need that. Absolutely. I just think about that movie or or what was the other one? Black Dynamite. Where oh, they yeah. like they obviously like play on that, you know, all of the how they, you know, systematically go into, you know, the poor black neighborhoods and you know feed them well that's kind of what i was hoping barack obama was gonna do i thought he was gonna be our black exploitation president with fucking catchphrases <laughs> and like i'm gonna veto this shit suck so, well, so, he, he was he did that more than anybody else did so i mean yeah, yeah was, he was definitely yeah, yeah we could be but fuck i want to go watch Pooty well, how about a cheers to the new baby yeah, you know what? Yeah. Cheers to the new baby. I think that's... Uh... So have you guys decided on David yet? 
We have not. I Actually, that, that was the first what, name that we decided we would not name the baby. <laughs> so, no, we were saying how funny would it be if he was named David with all the other Davids that we have. And we could literally, like, write a sitcom based on our lives and call it Raising David. Like, three Davids, Raising David. How funny would that be? You just got all of us there, Raising David. Like, the mischief. The, that, that it, It's like another, like, uh, you know, um, hangover scenario, basically. You know what I'm most excited about having a baby, though? I got to be honest with you guys, is toys. Mm. I get oh, to yeah. relive my childhood. I get to buy all the toys that I used to love. Well, you got to go, yeah, yeah you got to go find them first because they don't exist anymore. The, oh, the, sure. The, oh, they the do. Toys R Us the, just oh. went down. Yeah, man. Well, you got to I mean, going. I say this. You can go to see her. Oh, I say wait, this shit, repeatedly that the oh. kids <laughs> of our generation, and it's a fact, like, I'll say this is a fact because of technology and because of the fact that kids are way more interested in a cell phone at the age of four than they are an action figure. You know, we grew up in the, the heyday of like the best action figures. You know, we, right. I mean, they might say obviously the origins of like GI Joe and He-Man and Star Wars toys was the best, but we had like that middle ground where we had those and we had the best of like all of the toys action figure wise, you know, anything you could think of handheld things. And I was, I was huge on that. Like I, I mean, that was my whole life and I love toys. But they don't make them the way they do anymore. Even McDonald's, really? you know, even, no, they don't. Can, not at all. Can I? Can I provide like be the, the voice of, of positivity? Yeah, on please, this, on the, please. On this one here, because I think your kid is probably going to be just in time for augmented reality toys. So kids aren't going to. But that's not the same thing as what he's talking about, anymore. though. Uh, because it's not a physical like piece of plastic, I, it's going to be. It. I'm down with it, but what he's saying is going back, right, and playing Reliving with your childhood, getting to play with the toys. Oh, I, I was, I was, I was right. trying to count at that point because I, I mean, that, that, <laughs> yeah. the essence of that is like you know these kids never go outside anymore. I'm like, oh man. But then I'm gonna be jealous that these right kids there. got better toys than I did when I was a kid. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. So well, you can you can start your grudge against the the youth now. Times Just have changed. There's, there's no doubt about day, that. We had to pull, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I constantly had to try to remind myself not to start becoming that person. Like I, anytime I see myself just being like not liking because there's a lot of things i just don't understand like new trends and music and things that are coming out i'm just like i but you know i can't I just leave it alone i try not to well it makes you get, sound old right well I yeah because you realize that that's what you're becoming you're you know yeah. you're and distancing that everybody yourself. has been saying that since you know a thousand bc right all oh, these fucking kids <laughs> they don't understand but on the same right. the world right. yeah time. see and but the thing is even though i don't think that you know they're gonna ruin the world i still just don't get certain freaking trends like i just don't understand it like it's i'm pretty i feel like i'm pretty open to stuff that's cool like trying to be like you know like i can see what's cool about it and i just don't see i'm just like what the fuck are you guys you're right Mackenzie's sister my sister-in-law um she just had a baby let's see three years ago now four years ago so he's getting to that age where he's playing with a lot of toys um but he seems to be on that iPad or the iPhone more than, you know, he's playing with the action figures or the, the Legos and, and stuff like that. So, and my phone's going off. Um, it's interesting how things change, for sure. And it'll be cool to see, you know, when our kid, you know, is that age, how things are. And Yeah, I think we're really close, and, man. I just yeah. got back from the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco uh, last week. And, you know, some of the stuff that I saw there is is nothing short of incredible. Right. Man, they've got so many, you know, VRs getting even crazier than I could ever see. I saw my first set of, like, VR that was legit just wireless VR. And so I'm like, okay, that's, like, 
I think to me that's the next step for like getting these things together. But um, you know, augmented reality like uh, Pokemon Go, you know, that was a huge thing, and they're still um, building on those kinds of concepts now. And I was talking to somebody from Google about their like their uh, their Maps API that they're opening up for gaming, and they're so that means that. They're opening up all the information that they have on Google Maps and allowing people to develop games using all that information. And so people can make games that span the entire world, that go kind of wherever you are. And stuff like that gets me really fucking excited. And so, I mean, I, I, I think there was this window where video games and iPads meant the kids are all inside. And I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to, you know, coming up in the next 10 years that it's actually going to get kids you know, outside and running again. And video games are, you know, you're going to have to be athletic to play video games at some point because they're they're fully physical. Like, right. you have to do stuff now. It's well, not just, you know, nerds in their basement. And another positive side to it that I'm just, you know, kind of accepting, I guess, and admitting is that you know, we're talking about the environment and saving the environment from, use, you know, not having to use... Uh, Plastic for toys. Plastic and, yeah. and all kinds of other right. stuff um, to mass produce these toys that are just going to get pushed away. That's a you good know, point. What's really interesting yeah. was, <laughs> so I collected a lot of toys and I wasn't the type. How many turtles are in the trash island in the Pacific? Right. So, you oh. know, that, that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, when I was a kid, I played with my toys. I wasn't one of those people that like saved them mint condition in their freaking packages at all. Like I, as soon as I got a package, I opened it up. I didn't give a shit. kid actually did that. You know, oh, uh, the 40-year-old virgin. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people like that. My brother was actually more like that. My brother was like the type OCD of person that would get... Like, yeah, or, you know, yeah. I think that's just a different personality. Mine was like, let your imagination fly and open this thing up. Open this thing up and play with it. Yeah. But I... So there was a comic book store that used to be over in Garden Grove for the longest time. It was like, it was, it was pretty popular. It was called Mile High Comics. And when I was in junior high, we would like... I kind of got back into it again because the friends that I was hanging out with were very into comic books and, and action figures and, and certain things. So I got reintroduced into a lot of new stuff. But as I went into the comic book store, I started to see in like the used toy, like the glass cases and stuff, all of these toys that I used to play with, right? And I'm like thinking, you know, as, as I'm buying these things back again, like rebuying <laughs> toys, I'm thinking, honestly, am I buying back the toys that I used to own? Because where the fuck did they go? Yeah. What happened to them? One day, it was weird. Like, it's I possible. Used to, like, so, like, I, I mean, I always say this about watching cartoons and going from, like, watching nothing but Nickelodeon to all of a sudden overnight watching, like, VH1 and MTV and, like, pop-up video and stuff. Like, growing almost overnight into this new, you know, pre-teen, uh, teen era of my life. And, like, the removal of toys from my life, like, I just don't even know. Like, there was, I, don't, I can't even recall a point where, like, wait, wait. They they went somewhere, you know. Like my mm. mom might have taken them all and fucking sold them <laughs> Your to mom this place. For sure, stole them and so, got rid of them all. And, well, yeah, yeah, she got yeah. rid of them all, but like she might have like you know sold them to this place where I'm rebuying them because I'm looking at them and I'm playing with them. I'm like, these look. I mean, I had this toy, you know, and it's like it's and it's in Garden Grove. I mean, I'm sure that there was a lot of people that were doing that, but it's just funny. Like you know, you could also be looking at some kind of Toy Story situation here, where right. they came to life and they just like, well, he doesn't need us anymore, and they dipped out. That's yeah. you know what I'd like. Or to, if their action figures are a little bit cooler, maybe it's like a small soldier scenario. Small soldiers, yeah, very. Or like very the tiny aliens came down yeah. and then they had to fight. Yeah, yeah, where they just movie. take off. Did you guys see they were doing a, a crowdfunding thing for Toys R Us where they actually, the company 
started this crowdfunding oh, campaign. Oh, that's no, that's just yeah. I heard about it on on talk radio the other day, and they were saying that the the CEO, the the president of the company, started this crowdfunding campaign and said that if you donated enough money to save Toys R Us, that you would get um, there was some sort of a party they were going to throw, and you'd get a plaque with your name on it that oh, said God. that you saved. Toys R Us. Yeah, but then so, how, like, there's no way of sustaining For the low, low price if, yeah. of $800 million. Yeah, shit, dude, that's a deal, right? You can bail out Toys R Us. Because Toys R Us is too big to fail, <laughs> frankly. Like, you know, Jeffrey the Giraffe, I mean, he's he's tall. If that's not Jeffrey too big the to fail, giraffe, I don't know what that's right. is. You know? Oh, man. God, bringing him back. I, yeah, it always... Like, it does hold a special place in all of our hearts. You know, I think the first... the It was... It's, it's a... A memory for me that symbolizes freedom you know or you know pushing the boundaries because the little story with me was when i was a kid you know we were she con- pushed to make toys r us like a historical we, landmark. yeah i know this is this is this is my story for at least one of toys them, right? when i was a kid uh you know we were only allowed to go to stay within our neighborhood you know i'm talking young like really young mm-hmm. like you're supposed to stay within the neighborhood like to the end of the block or whatever you're not allowed to go that far and so my grandma lived in this neighborhood over by the 22 freeway in garden grove and then there's a strict chocolate perimeter so then there was a she used a fly swatter though oh okay. uh, she was yeah she used the fly swatter not the chunkla but um so you know she would take her naps while watching Days of Our Lives or fucking, you know, Oprah or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So myself and a buddy of mine named Ricky, he was younger than me too. So I was like the older one in the, the scenario. And I, it was only like, I would say a couple miles away. But down harbor by Disneyland, there used to be this big old Toys R Us. And like that was like us breaking free and like getting away. Like we rode our bikes all the way over there. Like it was way beyond like, you know, the, it was like in the Planet of the Apes where like you go beyond the, like the, 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 the what do they call this? It's like a Rugrats adventure. It's yeah, like fairly normal for most people. You're just like, whoa. It's so, like the first time in your well, life. Well, yeah, you know, you're like a little kid and you're like going and you know, you're, you're out in the free world and we got there and it was just like this, this thing, you know, and we, and I think that like we actually stole a toy. Like back then, like that was our thing too. That was like David. part of the thrill of it all. Yeah. Uh, well, it was. It was very shortly after did that. Did you make your getaway to Power Wheels? <laughs> right. It was very shortly after that that uh, you know I we there was another scenario because you know, when you're a kid you go through those those things where you have to learn your lessons and my friend like we all sure. well, we you all, stole those toys and therefore Toys R Us had to go to business so I hope you learned your lesson damn I yeah thanks feel, Fire I hope you feel shitty about that <laughs> we'll give you back the Blade action figure I promise but uh, Ryan has to yeah, suffer now figure. that's what my buddy oh, took awesome. yeah and so um, and then like he, no, he took a G.I. Joe no actually I paid for it he stole it anyway it was shortly after uh, that. Throw that, your buddy under the bus. Yeah, I know. It was right. It was shortly after. No, he'll do it. He'll he'll be proud to come in here and say it. he's a he's a funny guy. But it was shortly after that that like I got scared away from stealing anything because we tried doing it at um, a skateboarding shop one time, and we all did it. But the one friend got busted, and like we all made a run for it. And I was like so fucking scared, and went home and like told my mom, and you know like ever since then I was just like not you know never just I just. <laughs> Don't steal, you know. It's like, why? Like, it's well, you learned your lesson. Yeah, Good like, well, we gotta get through That's that. Important. You know, you gotta learn that lesson. Unfortunately, you get that, that... I still have friends that do stupid shit, and it's like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Like, why? Yeah, I like, got that out of my system a long time ago. Yeah, you yeah. know, justifying stupid shit like that. You're just like, oh man. Anyway, so 
you know, what do you have in mind? Like anything new or any, you know, any projects for Essence Vapor or outside of Essence Vapor that you, you know, think you're going to be getting started on here pretty soon? Yeah. So with Essence Vapor, um, we just came out with two new flavors. Um, it's a Amaretto cold brew and a luscious lemonade to And once, why don't you remind us what all the delicious ones that you had already offered are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, Lahaina Lily Koi, which is a uh, like a passion fruit blend. Absolutely love that one. It's one of my favorites. Um, we've got Fuji Apple Hibiscus. Um, that one's got a, a Fuji Apple flavor, kind of reminiscent of like a, an iced tea, a hibiscus iced tea. Another great one. Um, Yumberry, which is... Uh, kind of i like to call it the trifecta mm-hmm. so that one's got peach uh watermelon and raspberry we've got a menthol flavor called arctic cloud um and that one's uh organic mint and menthol so those you know previous menthol smokers have something f- for them um we've got hanoi honey and that one uh that name that is, was my is favorite very, i like that one you like the honey yeah it's a nice yeah. like subtle like sweet to okay, it but it's got a little came bit up of that. with all these names by the way I did. You just, you, okay, yeah. just by yourself? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's funny because, well, let me finish the flavors. And I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> go, a quick go, funny go, story. Go. So Hanoi honey's great. It's got a little yeah. bit of a sweet cream and uh, that, that honey flavor. Really dig that one. The Amaretto Cold Brew, like I said, we just came out with. The Luscious Lemonade. And the Luscious Lemonade is one of my new faves. Um, it's got like a tart, you know, lemonade flavor with some strawberry and passion fruit in it. And then we've got uh, chocolate-covered strawberries. And that one's another good one. Real good creamy flavor. Um, so yeah, with Hanoi Honey, um, that one was named after Hanoi Bay, which is in Kauai. I remember and that. And I place. spent uh, many a days on the beach in Hanoi. Yeah. And just a, a really special place to me. So I remember I trying to paddle up. out there and getting smashed. Because I'm not a surfer by any means. But we were on the, remember, that's yeah. where we were on the river, yeah. right? And then paddled out and just getting... That was a little bit past Hanoi. That's uh, called the Lumahai. Okay, that's so another one of our favorite. Where the river jetty comes out right there. Was Hanoi where we were most of the time then? That small beach that we were at, or that's called a Nini. So that's Nini. that's just south, south. of Hanoi. Okay. So Hanoi is right in between those two beaches. You Got just it. Mentioned. Yeah. Um, and that's another yeah. thing that's weird because to me, thinking about it, I feel like that's north because of the orientation where we are here on the west coast. Right. You know, it was that was the biggest, the weirdest fucking thing is going over there and be like, no, we're going south right now. Oh, we're going yeah. north when you're like, what? Like, you know, you're just used to being on. It's weird for sure. It's and and totally you, really, you can't get to kind of the northwest side of Kauai um, because that's where the Nepali coast is. Right. So you can drive. You can't go all the way around the island. You can yeah. drive all the way north to like Hanalei and, and Lumahai there. Um, basically where those trailheads are, where right. that, that waterfall. That really makes it so strange. Like it makes it like a fantasy land. Like there's like yeah. a border that you can't go to <laughs> and you're like, what, what lies yeah. on the other side? Dude, you know? And it's, it's so epic up there. That's actually where they filmed Jurassic Park. Yeah. Is in that, you know, they got all that footage up the Nepali coast cause it just looks so prehistoric. Yeah. And I've seen, actually I've got, I've got a story for that one because the, I mean, I've been to Kauai once and the coolest, like I got to do one of the coolest things in my life there is that they do ATV tours through that like closed off area where they filmed Jurassic Park yeah and it was amazing man like I yeah. so fell in love there because I'm writing 
an ATV like through the jungle and it feels so cool. And then like it'll just start raining for like a uh, yeah. you know a yeah. minute. Rainbows. And then it'll stop and there's just rainbows <laughs> everywhere. It's the most beautiful scene I've ever seen. Just just tromping through it like in yeah. these I had no idea. I had no idea. Cool I had no idea that's where it was filmed. As we were driving yeah. by, literally, I saw that because you could see it. Uh, There's right multiple before, places. Yeah, right before Adam, Prince, yeah. right before you get to the banana stand or whatever, like that ranch that yeah. you see where, you know, that's where uh, Dr. Grant's like, they they do move in herds, you know, like that one right yeah, there. Yeah, where so all I was, the real big trees are. Yeah, yeah the yeah, big yeah. old like valley plain thing. So as we passed by it, I looked at it and I'm thinking like that looks like fucking Jurassic Park and then you guys you didn't know like that's Jurassic Park I'm like holy shit I was just yeah. like this is the coolest fucking thing it's fucking epic there, dude man. I want to go back so bad I know and we want to move there yeah that's that's like our you know our dream is to move back to Kauai it's... still never seen any others like I mean in California and all and like in I would say that the best I've seen in California as far as stars go surprisingly was um in the death valley area which is the lowest point which is super strange and they say that it's because of like the absolute no light pollution which is also strange because if oh, you see seeing look, stars yeah seeing okay. stars yeah. and then so yeah. also in like montana and washington is where like i've seen stars i'm like any other but there was still it's a whole other different way of seeing it in Kauai. like yeah. it was just like I couldn't even I couldn't even explain it looked like you were in a fake mystical land you know it's it's so it's a special place man it's hard to put into words what you feel when you're there you know there there's just something about it it just instills that shit is scary as fuck at nighttime when you're remember where we were at the fucking <laughs> I had a kick out of playing I did my little social experiment with uh, the whole crew at the house. Oh, I started scaring yeah, the shit out of everybody. Yeah. So we get to we're we're staying in this big old farmhouse, uh, and it's like twelve of us in this house, and there's no fucking streetlights or anything around. It's just pitch fucking black, and not 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 only that, the house is like older, and it's like all painted all white and wood and creeks and stuff like that you know as you walk through it and you kind of just get like this thing where shit what was that you know and and, eerie, there. Yeah. and so i just started fucking around and i started like i youtubed like a baby crying or whatever and like i would put my phone in a random spot and just let it go off and like you know, people are outside in the little sunroom, the screen room, and like there, it's like on the outside of that, and you just hear like this baby crying, but all you see out there is just darkness, and you're just like, what the fuck? And so it just became this thing where people were just like, yeah, no, I heard it too, and then they start imagining that they're hearing other things and they're seeing ghosts and stuff, and it was super funny. But then I started <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like. It, it was super eerie and creepy. It's like, I don't want to walk out there. It was like the village, you know, like you're like, you don't go off into the woods. Yeah. Well, it's so dark there at night because yeah. there's no streetlights. Right. You yeah. know, there's no infrastructure like that. It's roads and, and you. Uh -huh. you know, there's nothing like that. So you definitely, uh, you got to be brave at right. heart for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, man. For yeah. sure, I, I we'll go back. Plan. We need to plan another another trip back. I need like to. A, I need to do some serious saving. <laughs> As do I. I'm still oh, paying for gosh. the last time. Yeah, enough of the payday whole... loan shit that you got to like yeah. finance this last one. Like get rid of like <laughs> get done. Get out of your debt from that one first, every, and then your save fifty percent interest. Every, or... Everybody <laughs> learns the less valuable lessons in life through a harsh experience, and that was mine. Um, you know, here I was thinking I was doing the thing that, and I, I well, knew that it was a smile now, cry later sort of situation. I didn't realize how 
much of it. Pay attention, people. Like, you know, don't try to go the easy route on things and, and read the fine print. And so, <laughs> yeah. speaking of, uh, don't make uh, rash you know, decisions. intense uh, lessons that are hard learned, you know, do you, have any, do you have any that you've learned in the whole process of doing, you know, going through the, uh, going through building a company? Like, especially one in this industry. I definitely have. Um, I learned that, you know, you, you can't, if you don't know something, it's probably best to, to not, just not, take not a step like back and say, hey, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll let you know. I have to look into it or something like Make that. Make sure you do so, research. Like, yeah, just proceed cautiously sure yeah. yeah and just you know make sure that you you are good with what you're gonna tell people because you know it's gotta have important. all your ducks in a row before you, absolutely you know, before and i've never been it. that's that's kind of been the challenge because i've never been like a businessman you know mm-hmm. i i worked in sales a little bit in the past but it was you know it, it wasn't like this we're having to do deals and kind of you know having work out stuff yeah yeah, that, that's and a tough so one. you worked for a company that was established, and so you sure. went out and you got you know your commission for doing one singular job. Now right. you have to do everything, and dude, have I have to, to wear all the, all the hats in the company. You yeah, know? so it's it's doing design work. I've got Phil to help me with that, but I've got to come up with kind of my ideas that I want to present to him. Right, you know, Nobody... the flavor development. I get to play like the flavor chemist. Right, I get to you know do the marketing ideas. I get to go do. The the sales deals um i mean it's yeah you're you're wearing all the hats and to kind of be a, a one man show is is difficult for sure but uh fortunately i have friends like phil you know who've been able to help me out i've had some photography help from from jimmy our good friend um and that's really cool because you're starting to see how everybody can contribute to each other's dreams and, and yeah. goals and it takes a it's village, a beautiful you know? thing man any one of these like you know ideas and industries it, it does take a village and i think it helps to be able to bounce things off of a you know a community that that is willing to help you wear some hats that you're not used to wearing you right know? right and it's a beautiful thing, you know, being able to, because I, I need, you know, web design work, right? Yeah. I need graphic design. So I can support Phil in his endeavors and help him and grow his business and his skill set. And, and How also, much of this would you say, you know, kind of was definitely inspired by the fact that, you know, Mackenzie also is doing her own thing and pouring her heart in every little bit of uh, what she does into her business. And you're like, you know... Well, fuck, she's invested in that. I got to, you know, like be into something and do something that I love too, you know? Yeah. How much of it is like that? Absolutely. Mackenzie's a huge influence to me always, you know? Um, and seeing her just follow her heart and do, you know, what she truly loves is absolutely an inspiration. Right. You know, she she just wants to create and make beautiful things. Right. And uh, it's it's truly inspirational to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I well, mean, I think I'm yeah. excited for her probably best creation to date, which is going to be, uh, you know, coming in about nine months here. So. <laughs> I know. The co-creation. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and again, the perfect, the picture is just like super on point with it. You're just like, boom. Dude, Phil's on point. I need to like turn yeah, around my graphics, and look at the I wish this was a visual show. The Kevin Spacey basement like really... TV is on point right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, uh, for those listening that have no idea of that reference, that's what is labeled. And I'm pretty sure that might be Bree's doing. Right? No, that was mine. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> named my Chromecast because you have to say it's, you know, 
where the TV is in Chromecast. Is, right. You know, they're like, oh, is it in the living room, the bedroom? And so <laughs> I, you know, there's a custom option. And so my custom If I woke was up Kevin's here and never had been here before, I might think this is Kevin Spacey's basement. <laughs> I'm sure it's very <laughs> nice and inviting, you know. But there's also this button that I have under the computer that locks that door over there, all right? <laughs> it's so crazy to think that, yeah, she's creating a life inside of her belly. You know, it's, it's mind-blowing, dude. A whole new consciousness, a whole new view of the Somebody world. Somebody who's going to completely, like, as Louis Armstrong says it, you know, will know so much more than we'll ever know. It's, it's in, just In their time, you know, they're going to grow up to be... Yeah. our age one day and just have so much more you know especially because of the projected advancement in technology that's you know out there like we absolutely have no idea what is possible yeah or capable we haven't even begun to like you know grasp it and i think that it's very important for people to stay open because you know we're getting proven we're, we're being proven so so much so often that you know things are just yeah not always what we think we know is nothing you know it's like right. you know even things that are tried true and tested are starting to you know be tested and challenged by you're right smartest people but yeah. all right as we wrap up now because we've had this great conversation and we're coming close on time we want to just see if you have anything that you would like to say any final thoughts about what you're doing, you know, anything else that you're looking forward to or advice that you might have to give to anybody who is starting a company of their own. Absolutely. Yeah. Follow, follow your heart and, you know, do what is important to you. Um, it's not easy starting a new business, not, not at all, but <laughs> when you follow your heart, you know, you, you really, you're not working, you're doing something to accomplish your goals and, and to create and to make something beautiful. And I think people are going to enjoy that because it's true to yourself and mm -hmm. it's from your heart. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So follow your dreams for sure. And, uh, I did want to promote, you know, with essence vapor, um, we're going to run a special on the website for the let it bleed podcast. Okay. Oh, so if cool. you go to Exclusives. essence, yeah, of course. Um, so essencevapor.com. You go there, you can uh, enter promo code uh, Let It Bleed 25. We're actually going to offer Ooh, 25% discount Damn, on orders. What you, guys did there. you guys are special, so <laughs> for oh, your audience only. Yeah, you know. Um, we're going to do that uh, through the end of April. Quit smoking, all of our listeners. <laughs> Buy vapor. Buy it from Ryan right now. Oh, really? Like, you know, these are, are good flavors, too. Like, I've tried other vaping stuff, and, I mean, it, it, you don't lose any quality in this. You know, you only gain, like, you know, such a good... It's 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 safe. It's something that you can like. Yeah. I guess I can't. I can't say that. But you know, it, we, we've been <laughs> he, through he this. Said man. He I'm said it. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you guys. I can't implore you strongly enough to just to to try this stuff. It's amazing. Give us a shot. We'd we'd truly appreciate it. Um, you know, like I, I said before, we're all organic. All organic flavors. Um, we're PG free, so there's never propylene glycol um, in our liquids. Um, there's never GMOs, there's never sugars, and uh, I think we've got a great product. Love to have you guys try it. Also, if you could follow us on uh, Instagram at uh, Essence Vapor Co., uh, we'd appreciate it. Are so, you? Did you buy Facebook? Yeah. Did you by chance get the approval to do anything at Desert Hearts? Uh, we it? did. 
Yeah, so, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. So we'll be vending at Desert Hearts too at the end of the month. So, so you, April, both of you guys are going to be doing it. Yeah, you and yeah. her. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, because I, I mean, I was wondering, like, you know, that's definitely a hard thing to get approved for. I would imagine, you know, to you know, we had somebody help us with the approval process, right. but yeah, Tesla. but not just. I'm, I'm talking about not not just uh, you know for the fact of getting to vend at the festival, but to also be selling a product such as that at a festival, you know. Yeah, they had to review it, but uh, their vendor coordinator, Tesla, she, you know, went through it and approved it. Her name is Tesla. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cool yeah. check. Yeah, so, totally. That's, that's we're good. super excited. We love Desert Hearts, you know, family out there, great community of people. Can we and, put uh, Desert Hearts approved on the website? Because I can't think, that's of, a, a good I can't question. think of a more Desert Heartsy vibe <laughs> fucking vape company than, than this one right here. It's so uniquely you and therefore it's so perfectly tailored to you know kind yeah. of a, a you know, vaping for the audience. festival people now i mean we I'm should not, ask i'm her. not yeah. a cigarette smoker or a vapor but i mean it would be one of those things that would seem to me as though it makes the most sense to just get a vape and take it with you so that you're not you've not run out of cigarettes without any you know right. ha- with, with having to ask for some just because you ran out of them because once yeah. you're there you can't just leave and go fucking buy some cigarettes down the yeah. street you know you're like deep in there and so a vape with the proper amount of liquid would seem like the, the best option to yeah, go bring with. the bottle with you like i dare you to fucking finish a whole bottle in like a weekend right you know yeah. see you festival not, people not get likely. with the program <laughs> get on that vape shit you know what i'm saying but anyways so we love you thank you for coming on phil what else do you have uh to say about everything and anything oh well i'd like to promote my client essence vapor uh, they do a, a wonderful thing and you guys should try them out no um let's see i've been yeah no just been living the dream man just just plugging away kind of making sure all of my people are taken care of so uh you know if anybody cares they can go ahead nobody and, cares oh Phil. man <laughs> shit i walked right into that one didn't i nobody well, cares if uh, you know, if you happen to come across an account called at Nobody Cares Phil or on Instagram or at Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter, go ahead and follow that. And if you happen to hear about this podcast that I really like called Let, Let It Bleed, I think it is. I think so. Let it bleed. I heard it. I heard it. Bleed. Blade. Blade. Let it bleed. Yeah. Let it bleed. Yeah. I think it's Let It Bleed cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, you know, I think if you subscribe to them on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or any of those good things. Um, your your life will, you know, undeniably be better in every way. I got yelled at though, so about uh, from Erica because she went on SoundCloud apparently because my link still goes to that. And you know, for the people that might just naturally go to SoundCloud to upload it, you will find that we're on there, but none of the new content. So you're not going to find this. Oh episode no, it's just the old else. stuff. It's we're things stalled stuff. out. Yeah, no, do not go to SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It is not pushed there. Yeah, go to any podcast app that you have, other than Spotify, because we're gonna we're working on that. But everything else, oh, I go need to there. check the. I need to check the email to see what our, how our <laughs> process is going. Yeah, everybody write into Spotify and tell them that how much they need Let It Bleed Cash. Write but to Jonathan done. Spotify at Spotify.com. That's the CEO. There you go. And so you could always follow me at Hoodret Stuff with three Fs for my personal account on Instagram. Um, Facebook is David Amaya. Also, uh, follow my art account, Psychedelic Lions Den. That's psychedelic underscore lions underscore den. Oh, and what do we got coming up this weekend? Well, this weekend, oh, nothing, but... The next weekend. Motherfucker, this comes out next week. You know what? You're so... 
This is this is the problem. Get the schedule the, down, man. The continuity is not as <laughs> good. Play, so, you got to play along, man. Yeah. So, it's anyways, this Sunday. So by the time this show airs, this <laughs> following Sunday, this following Sunday is going to be the six month anniversary for Art in the Park. Um, you know, literally an idea that just came to me with like it's just more like why aren't we doing this? This is so easy to do. We all came together and we've been coming together in the park and just creating alongside each other and growing and getting new people to come out and contribute to this thing. It's, it's quite amazing. And we're teaming up with RGL Collective, which our Regal Collective, which uh, Phil is also a member of. And so they will, you know. Well, I've got all the plugs today, man. Yeah. yeah no, Art in the Park, we're super excited because, uh, you know, we picked up a bunch. Like our, our, our cool hook for this one is that we picked up a bunch of mannequins from our boy, uh, our boy Doggo. Shout out to Doggo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're going to be decorating those, painting those up. We've got a few set aside, but it's going to be kind cool. of a cool, you know, unique experience as we build up our own version of all those stone men that are yeah. guarding that Japanese or Chinese <laughs> empire, emperor that, like, they buried and shit like that. So it's please, be yeah, come out whether you feel, whether you think you are artistic or not. And if you don't, then you just haven't tried because I'm telling you it from a personal, you know, testimony that you have it in you. It's just about coming out and letting it loose. And the idea of Art in the Park is to come out and work alongside other artists doing whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and if you don't have anywhere to start, we will provide for you all of the things you need. If you need a canvas, paints, art stuff, whatever, you know, we will find something for you to do. Even if you just want to color in something that's already, you know, created for you to color in. It's just about getting out, feeling some rays, uh, meeting new people and, and creating alongside each other and just vibing because that's what it is. It's going to be a great time. That's a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm excited for it. But yeah, that's where you can uh, find us for that. Also, the Copper Door in Santa Ana next Wednesday night, the Big Draw. I'll be back there live painting alongside a few of our artist friends um, that we've had on the show, Patrick Pasquale, and and a few other friends as well as you'll see Star Fox DJing and, and quite a bit of, of musicians. So come out to that and yeah. You know, thank you very much, all of you, for tuning in. Ryan, we love you, and we can't wait to celebrate with uh, David the Fifth um, once he is born, and we can go to, to Vegas and, and you know David do our fifth. thing. So, uh, oh, man. you, you know, know, no matter what you name, we're just too. gonna be calling him David the Fifth. Yeah, even though there's only three Davids so far, somewhere there's gonna be a David that fits in the fourth. Oh wait, actually, no, there's a David now. Anyway, talk to Mackenzie and Justin because they're next. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll do that. But anyway, so we love you. Thanks for coming on and sharing with us what you've done. This amazing thing with with us and Vapor and, uh, you know, as always, to everybody out there, else out there, we hope you got something from this and. Follow your passions and just let it bleed. All right. Love you guys. Love you too.